Welcome to the D&D Roundtable, your premier source for D&D news. We cover everything D&D from Wizards of the Coast. We cover updates from the convention circuit. We cover new and exciting products, casts and streams, and events for D&D. We cover happenings in organized play. If it's D&D related, we cover it here. Music, Industrious Ferret, is by Kevin McLeod at Incomptech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Hey, we'd really appreciate it if you dropped us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks! Welcome back to the D&D Roundtable. It's actually been quite a while since Paige and I last recorded, so... We're going to take the time today on this episode to catch you up on everything that's been happening. A little bit of 2019, the year in review, as it were. In the world of actual D&D things, um, Season 9, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus, has been going strong. A lot of great content put out there. Eberron, Rising from the Last War, new book launched there, and with it, the new Adventures League campaign, Oracle of the War, spearheaded by the new Eberron AL admins Will Doyle and Sean Merwin was created. The Adventures League admin team also announced the pending departure of Lisa Penrose to be replaced by Latia Jackis and Maat Krupp. Just this week also, the newest D&D sourcebook was announced, The Explorer's Guide to Wildemont, based on the popular Critical Role livestream. But so much that's happened and so many exciting things to talk about. Hopefully... Um, we can get through this. Hey, yep. It's yeah. just, it's neat to look back at 2019 and see all the crazy stuff that's been going on. Oh, God. It has been quite a year. I agree. We are truly living in the golden age of D&D. <laughs> um, I've had quite a new uh, few adventures that I've been working on and projects and stuff that I've worked on this year. I know you have as well. Well, tell me, tell me about some of the things you've been working on. Yeah, uh, pretty excited. Um, in November, well, October, Halloween weekend, I premiered at Gamehole Con um, a CCC adventure I wrote there, Order Kingdoms Two Two: The Folly of Sneaky Simon. I'm super excited uh, for this one to get published, and I hope everyone likes it just as much as everyone at the con did. It is actually based on my mother's D&D character. And so you you play D&D with your mom? I played D&D with my mom at, uh, one time so far, and we really just haven't had time anytime she's come to visit since then, but my mom is definitely going to play D&D again. Sneaky Simon will return. Yeah, what kind of what? How did how did that conversation go? Like how how did that how do you how you talk your mom into playing D and D? Well, for anyone that knows my mom, it's not very hard to talk her into anything, much like me, like like mother, like daughter. But pretty much, it was I was living with my friends, and my mom was coming to visit for Thanksgiving, and we had already had a D and D game plan with some of our friends, and I was just gonna skip it and take my mom to a museum or something. And she's like, no. 
if it's okay, I think I'd want to join. And I'm like, well, all right. So then my mom and I spent um, the day before that, we were out, we did go to a museum, went to get pizza, and I was walking her through kind of different character options and everything to get an idea for how to help her build her character. Unbeknownst to me, my mother apparently already knew something about fantasy. Oh. I know. I was talking her through the character races and the classes and stuff, and she's like, I kind of want to be one of those little creatures, pops up with the hat, and just like kills people, and then the blood, and I'm like, how do you know what a red cap is? Oh, neat, neat. So, my mother wanted to be a murder hobo. <laughs> oh, don't we all when we first start playing D&D? Uh, we do, we do. Um, but yeah, no. so that was a lot of fun, and she really fell in love with Sneaky Simon, and then I got picked to write for Game Holcon, and talking to her, because anyone who's ever written for Game Holcon, it's, hey, this is the setting. Write something. Yep. And you're like... It's it's really the Wild West. You're like, a little bit of direction would be... No? Okay, no direction. All right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just, here's your sandbox. Go! So I was telling my mom that, and she's like, I don't know what the border kingdoms are. And I explained the lawlessness and everything, and she's like, well, are you going to write a Sneaky Simon adventure? So being the good daughter that I am, I was like, you bet your ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it all just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, let's see. That sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was super fun. Uh, after my Sneaky Simon project, I um, actually had lost my job a little bit earlier than that in the year, but that gave me a lot of time to work on stuff. I've done a couple of uh, collaborative writing projects. The first one I did with Jeff Stevens. It's going to be Encounters in the Savage Underdark, uh, releasing in mid-February. I'm super excited about that. If you've ever picked up any of Jeff's Encounters in the Savage Wherever products on the DMs Guild, then you're probably equally excited. I know, Paige, you wrote in one of those. Yes, yes. Marine biologist that I am, he asked me to write for the uh, uh, the the ocean one. Savage Seas 3, I think. Savage Seas Free! Yes, yes. It was good fun. It was good fun. It was excellent fun. Uh, another collaborative project that I picked up after that, since the Eberron book had been announced at that point, Alan Tucker asked me to come in and write a section for his Eberron Demon Waste Compendium. I was super excited to do that. I got to write um, a little bit kind of sketching out the world of Broken Stone. Because the Demon Waste are the unknown frontier, and it's pretty much whatever you wanted to be. So I had a lot of fun with that one. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Um, also related to Eberron, I am currently working on, well, just turned in, and it's soon to be released, I did an adventure for the Eberron Salvage Guide. That's oh, neat! I'm really excited about that product. Yeah, it's pretty good. Worked on that one with the Guild Adepts, uh, James and MT and Joey and someone else, I think. I feel like pretty bad at that. 
But yeah, so super excited to see that come out. It's going to have a lot of new uh, guidelines for how you can create your AL legal salvage missions to go out and have more content and world for your characters to explore because we're all like super pumped for Everon. Oh, I am. I am. I have been really pleased with those Eberron games. I'll talk about them more in a minute, but uh, I've been very pleased with them. Yeah. Uh, you've uh, actually been neck deep in some Eberron things right now. Mm-hmm. Doing some convention prep. Much prep, but pretty much what I am doing right now at this very stage in my life. Actually... Yeah, like, it, it is It is the advent of Momocon. It's like when I see these things, like, you know, uh, DragonCon is only 364 days away. It's like, oh my god, go away. I know you've got to feel the same way about Momo. Yeah, Momocon is less than 130 days away. Uh, as of today, when we're recording, January 14th, I did my first big push I apologize to anyone who was in a multitude of Facebook groups that I am in for all of the notifications I gave you today. Um, sorry, not sorry. Uh, share them with your friends. Yeah, so tell us about Momocon. How do, how do people participate? Like, if I wanted to run a game at Momocon, how do I, how do I go about doing that? If you want to run a game at Momocon, uh, I apparently make this really easy. That's the most wonderful, happiest feedback I ever got from Brendan LaSalle with Goodman Games. He told me that exactly in those words. I was crying a little bit. Um, I, each year, I am the RPG director there, so I have made it pretty simple and straightforward. If you want to run Adventurous League, Pathfinder Society, Starfinder Society, or help with a myriad of HQ administrative tasks, I have one really simple, straightforward Google form that you fill out with your availability and which of those things you want to run. Pretty straightforward. If you want to run literally anything else, whatever system your heart desires, whatever campaign setting, whatever edition, I have an event submission form and it is free form and you just literally tell me what you want to run, when you want to run it, and as long as there are still tables left in that particular slot, then you can run it then. Otherwise, you have to pick a different slot. But until I run out of slots for my other tables, which I believe that I'm going to have over 50 tables for the RPG area this year, so lots of room for people to come in with all of their new, exciting games. Uh, I've already had a lot of people contact me wanting to run non-campaign stuff, and I'm just cool. super stoked. Yeah, there's a lot of neat games coming out. Yeah, yeah, I am. I don't like. I don't have time to figure out what all of them are and follow them. So, like every time someone submits a game I've never heard of, I'm like, it's research time. Yep, yep, yep. And then I'm like, who can I convince to play this with? <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the nice things about Momo because it's such a cool, young, diverse crowd that you have a lot of people bringing in a lot of different games that you'd kind of never see if you're immersed in the Adventures League world. Yeah, and I am, like, super excited about every year, and that's actually one of the, since I've taken over as director, one of the big things that I've been pushing is that focus on, hey, if you've got friends who run something and they think it's, like, cool, real cool, and they want other people to play it, like, tell them to bring it, and we'll, we'll, we'll find some people, and then everyone will love it. Why don't you remind everybody for, 
What for the dates for MomoCon? Uh, MomoCon is this year. It is May 21st through 24th. It is in Atlanta, Georgia at the Georgia World Congress Center. So it's like right downtown. Um, and there, if you want to know a lot more information about it, you can contact me. All my contact information will be on the page. And I will be more than happy to talk your ear off about it. Or you can just read my Facebook posts, which are myriad, if you don't want to listen to me talk. But I'm pretty sure everyone listening right now likes hearing me talk. Well, otherwise they wouldn't be here. <laughs> right. MomoCon, though, is not the only con that I'm working on right now. I'm also working on the two charity conventions that I'm involved in. Say versus Hunger, which is April 3rd through 5th. We've just confirmed that in our venue, back to the same old places we have been. We're going to have a lot of exciting content there this year. We've got Save versus Hunger is such a great con. It's one of my favorite cons to go to. It's one of my favorite to go to, although I will not be flying with United this year. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, fooled me twice. Yep, yep. Me again. Uh, no, Jenny has had some epic travel mishaps. Uh trying to get out of Chicago to various conventions. There was one year we thought she was going to miss GameCon. Oh my oh my god. That was that was an adventure in and of itself. We had the Nathaniel and I had the adventure of a lifetime before we ever got to con. Yep. But other than flying in and out of the Knoxville airport, I am super stoked for Savers Hunger. Can't wait to see everyone back there to raise even more money for the Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee and just Really just, like, catch up with my chosen family. So, I just want to make sure our listeners know a little more about Second Harvest Food Bank. Uh, for many years, and I, I haven't checked to see if they earned one in 2019 as well, but for many years, they were a perfect four-star charity on Charity Navigator, which means that a really small percentage of the intake funds go to administration, and they're very efficient at turning donations into food for the people of, of East Tennessee. And it's just, it's a great charity. I've never met a gamer that didn't believe that everybody should eat. And uh, it's it's a fabulous con. They are still uh, still ranked that. Just looked it up. And Good. I, we absolutely believe in their mission. And the amount of money we raise provides so many meals. Um, every $1 that we raise provides three meals. And last year we raised um, almost $19,000. So How? Yeah, hoping to hoping to crack that 20000 this year. Um, I've got a lot of faith. Uh, the other charity, which I am equally enthused about, is I am now um, on the volunteer board for the D8 Summit. In, oh, cool. Congratulations. In Utica, Illinois. Uh, I cannot say no to a good cause. My good friend, um, Connor Self, asked me if I would join them. I was there last year as a guest. He asked me if I would join them and bring my expertise on charity convention fundraising to them and help them make their event better, and they raise money for the Illinois PADS, and if you're not familiar with that, what they do is they help with homeless shelters and preventing homelessness out in the rural areas, the rural parts of Illinois, where it's, it's like, I don't know anyone who's ever not lived in a city, like, you know how hard it is to get anywhere without a car, and you don't have a car, you can't go to work, can't go to work, you don't have a house, and then you can't get a car to go to work. And so, like, 
if no one's out there helping them, then it's just a cycle where it spirals downwards. And unlike a big city like Chicago or Atlanta, where there are a multitude of shelters, rural areas often just don't have that kind of support. So it's it's, a, it's definitely a cause that's near and dear to me, and I'm hoping that we can double what the, what we fundraised for that last year, which I want to say was about $3,500. I'll fact check that myself and stick it in the show notes so everyone can see what I'm aiming for this year. But Yeah, D8 Summit really supports an area of the world that has a tremendously vulnerable and underserved group of people that desperately need help and get zero attention. And uh, it's, it's great that Connor can be the force that starts bringing some attention and, and some much needed donations to, to help the Illinois pads. And outside of me loving it because it's a cause that's near and dear to me, I never want anyone to be homeless or hungry. I was actually crying downtown because of a homeless person the other day, but that's a whole separate story. I don't have time for here. But outside of the cause being great, I also really love the D8 Summit because it's one of their um, goals to have as many authors there running their own content to bring the best experience, the very best experience to their guests. Um, They offer, it's at a resort? Yeah, it's at a, a, a big resort. So they... We don't have these kind of resorts in the South, so I found it extremely interesting, but it's a, a, a big hotel with an indoor water park. And apparently in rural Illinois in the winter, there's not much to do. So uh, you pick up the family, you go to this hotel, and uh, your kids play at the water park, and mom and dad sit uh, on chaise lounges on the edge of the water park and drink beer and it is a fun family mini vacation in the middle of the winter uh of course the d8 summit is not in the middle of the winter it's kind of in the summer so the hotel has got their low yeah it's it's the hotel's low season so uh they are very happy to have the d8 summit in there yeah i i I would argue about may being summer in Illinois, but that's sure. neither. It's either. it's past snow season. It's past snow season. That is true. That is true. But yeah, so super great charity, super great convention. Um, we are uh, badges have been on sale, and actually, event registration is opening in tiers right now. It's just open for the platinum holders, and by the time this publishes, it should be open for the next tier. But general admission. General registration will probably open shortly after this podcast uh, airs, so it's not too late. Pick up your tickets, look at the schedule, come join us. It'll be fun. So, in addition, another new project you started in 2019 was your website and your blog, right? New and not new, and it's really like I've been meaning to make a website for like Ever. Ever? Ever yeah, since yeah. I knew how to make a website myself? Which, how long has WordPress been around? It, yeah. uh, a while. A it, while. It, 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 teenage me wanted to make a website, and adult me is very proud that I have such a name that it can just be my website name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. It's lovely. It's just JennyLoveDay.com. And on there, very excited, you can find um, 
all of my D&D work that I've done. There's a little bit about me. Um, my work as a convention and community organizer. I briefly talk about my work here on Roundtable as a podcaster. I mentioned that I'm a cosplayer and somehow haven't put up any pictures, so I'll be remedying that. And then I do have a little blog connected on it, too, where um, if you like to hear me talk here, then you can you can read my random rambling thoughts there, which um, aren't really related to gaming, necessarily. So, fair warning. Politics incoming. Politics incoming, but more just like stream of consciousness from my mind when I'm thinking about something that I've thought about a lot of times, such as one of mine is about online dating. So Interesting. Interesting. It, it, it's really short, and it's pretty much me just being exhausted. Online dating is really exhausting. It's really exhausting. Yeah, so... And then, you know, my New Year's resolutions and some other stuff I'll be blogging about um, uh, my sexuality and things related to that. Uh, pansexual, if nobody knew. My polyamorous, so articles about that as well. And then about my mental health, um, AI, and all kinds of sort of stuff related to that. Most of my posts will be triggered by either, like, an article that I've read and I found really interesting, or... A conversation that I was having with someone else that, like, I think is big enough that enough people would care about it. So, right. that's pretty much, like, the website and everything, and it has all my links to social media, so if you want to check that out, do that. Um, and, I mean, Paige, I think you, you did the same thing, though, right? I did, I did. So, uh, one of the things that happened uh, to my husband, Ben Heisler, and I is that Bethesda ripped off uh, an adventure we wrote and um, published it as their own. And this was this was a cause for some excitement among multiple groups. And it one was of my the thing- favorite drama for a while. It was it was really funny. Like it was really funny. Uh, and one of the um, one of the things after the fact that I wish that I had had is that I wish Ben and I had had a website so that we could have kind of, you know, we had our portfolio out there so we could point to it very easily and say, look, yep, chucklehead, it's right here. Uh, so I, I did start a website for my husband and I. It's called binandpagewrite.com. And uh, on it, we have uh, our professional resumes as well as our uh, our gaming resumes a little bit more about each of us the the projects that we're into and we have a a listing of all the projects and it was it was really interesting to put my gaming portfolio together because Ben and I have done a lot of writing and stuff together and it didn't really I didn't really understand the size and shape of my portfolio until I put it all in the same place. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I knew you had done a lot, and then I'm, like, scrolling, and and still scrolling, and I just keep scrolling, and I'm like, holy moly, do these people write? And I keep scrolling, and I'm like, and all of these are good. I like all of these. Yep. Uh, and plus, I, I do get a bit ranty from time to time. If any of my friends and followers have seen me on Facebook, you know that uh, I I have opinions. I, 
I definitely have strong opinions. And opinions? I know it's hard to imagine. So, uh, so I I have started a blog on there, and it's a mix of science and feminism and D and D and kindness and all different things. So I've got articles about how to write your first DMs Guild project and free resources for new players and DMs and uh, how to prepare a published adventure to run at a convention. But then, um, you know, it's got other stuff like murder jackals. Like, I don't like the term murder hobo. It's part of our lexicon, but it's, uh, it's distressingly classist. Um, and and perhaps not kind. So I try to use the word word murder jackal because the jackal lobby doesn't really care. And I had read that article. You're right, though. It is just so like entrenched into like the hobby to say that. Yep. Oh, my mother wants to be a murder jackal. Yep. Uh, it plus things like uh, things like hey guys, I hate the term guys. I am not a guy. It is not a gender neutral term. So uh, you know, beware politics incoming. But uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Actually, I should put my rant about Black Mermaids on there. It was mostly in Twitter, but I need to organize and collate it on there. But the, also got the Black Mermaid one and the guy who told you you needed more credentials. <laughs> yes, yes. The guy who felt like I, uh, I I what could I possibly know about science? I, I thought a PhD in oceanography was probably enough. Anything else was probably overkill. <laughs> that was like my favorite shutdown that I've ever you know the, the good lord only gives you so many chances for a mic drop like that in your entire life and whenever you see one you just gotta grab it with both hands yeah. so one thing I have not done <laughs> is update that website with a lot of my 2019 writing of course a lot of it takes you know six months or a year to come out uh, but it was a busy 2019 from writing uh, I also had an adventure at Gamehole Con. In fact, mine comes right after yours. It's uh, 2-3, and it's called Framed in Felshroon. And uh, it's a very different adventure than stuff I had written before. The gist of it is, and this is not spoilers because you find all this out in the first heartbeat that you play, is that you have slain the Beast of Felshroon. Congratulations! The module starts with your triumphant return into the city of Felshroon, dragging the body of the Beast of Felshroon with you. And uh, you get to the throne room, and the leader is fixing to give you a reward for slaying the Beast of Felshroon, and then you find out it's not quite as slain as you thought it was, which starts a manic chase through the city, and it's a lot of fun. It's a rocking good time. Uh, so that was that was fun. And like you said, with, uh, with Gamehole Con, since they have the rights to write in the Border Kingdoms in the Forgotten Realms, unlike any other convention, they have their, well, unlike any other convention other than the uh, stuff that Baldmite Games writes in the Moonshays. They have their own little area of Faerun to write in, and it's it's wide open. So it's neat to be have the opportunity to flesh this area out. So another piece of work that came out in late 2019 that I'm super proud of was a an adventure in the Uncaged anthology. Uncaged is a anthology anthology of short 
D&D adventures for various levels that are based on a feminist philosophy that tell the stories of a lot of female mythological monsters and female mythological figures uh, and frame them in the terms of D&D as a way to kind of look at them. So my story for Uncaged is about a sphinx. Uh, Sphinxes are really cool, and they have this awesome power to de-age people. They can they can change time. They can change your age. So the Sphinx is uh, kind of a pacifist, and she didn't want to hurt anybody. So whenever anybody comes to her and tries to get at the thing she's guarding, she uh, rather than killing them, she de-ages them down to a baby and then raises them right so that they're not an, uh, a grave robber. And of course, things go terribly wrong because they, they always do, right? Uh, but that was really fun, and I was very proud to be part of the Uncaged Anthology. It was just a great crew of people to work with. Yeah, I'm super excited to see that. I've been following the Uncaged things, and I can't wait to have like, the whole collection so I can put them on my shelf. They're so pretty. God, the layout and the art for those books is so gorgeous. Uh, they really did a fabulous job with the layout, and the artists they got for it are just outstanding. Outstanding. The uh, the other anthology that I was part of uh, in 2019 is called Eat the Rich, and it is a specifically anti-capitalist group of adventures, and it's really fun. There are all kinds of neat ones that a bunch of different authors submitted, and I actually... I actually submitted three ideas because I just couldn't stop. Like, you know, when you get like a good idea in your head, it's like, I got to get this out of my head. Otherwise it's going to hurt me. Uh, so the genesis of these ideas was Hillsbar. So Hillsbar is a place that's been part of the Forgotten Realm since video games in the 80s when I was a kid. And so it's one of those places that a lot of D&D players have some connection to. And it has an extremely repressive fascist government that threw out all of the non-humans. And any non-human that didn't escape fast enough, they put in a gladiatorial pit and forced to fight to the death. So uh, our adventures focus on dealing with how do you live in Hillsfar? How do you escape from Hillsfar? And then how do you fix Hills far. And so that that was a lot of fun, and it's an interesting milieu to be playing in in the current political environment. So that was that was very rewarding. Uh, I didn't actually end up writing all three of my uh, ideas. What happened was is the authors, Kat and Liz, or the uh, anthology editors, Kat and Liz. The curators. Curators. There's there's a good term. Uh, put me with a couple other writers, and so I supervised them writing the other ideas so they could get a little more experience doing so. And it, I think it turned out very well. I'm very pleased with the adventures. Uh, so those were three, and then my husband wrote a fourth adventure, so we've got a quartet of Hillsfire Adventures that I'm super proud of. And they all have kind of similar NPC or same NPCs and it's at the story through line. Uh, 
Another interesting crew of people I got to write with was a bunch of uh, women, non-binary folk, trans women, and gender-fluid, gender-queer folks that were all put together to write adventures for GaryCon. The, uh, the guy who is in charge of their CCC program, Thomas Valley, decided that he was going to make a statement and have women and other non-men writers for Gary Khan, and it, which is kind of a controversial decision. And uh, as it turns out, it went fabulously. We, uh, they were trying to get a bunch of CCCs for Gary Khan and they couldn't. So we ended up with three CCCs for Gary Khan and three CCCs that will probably go to a different con. And I, will probably be Dragon Con. I was going to say, I'm sure, I thought you would have heard that they are going to Dragon Con. Yes. They're, they're still working everything out. Like, I don't want to, you know. I feel, I, I, I feel good about it. I do, too. I do, too. I just don't want my mouth to write any checks my ass can't catch. So, uh, but the, the plan is that they'll go to Dragon Con. And uh, they're very funny. They're kind of a, a dark, gothic... Uh, take on some stuff that's going on with the Gary Khan plot lines, but they've got kind of a, a darkly humorous twist to them. And uh, the uh, mod that I wrote with Cat uh, it has a lot of puzzles in it, and it's kind of funny and some interesting NPCs. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to uh, for it to be out and about in the wild. If it premieres a dragon, that'll be even even nicer. Um, in addition, uh, my husband and I wrote a DD, uh, D&D Adventures League adventure. We are responsible for 917 in the hand. The original author uh, who had committed to write it wrote a good outline for it, an interesting outline for it, but then had too many commitments and couldn't finish it. So we were brought in kind of at the last minute to say, all right, here's your outline. So you don't get to make it up yourself. You're writing to spec. And it's very, very specific. And, uh, and we need a tier three adventure in three weeks. And, uh, called the right people then. Yeah. So Ben and I, Ben and I thought about it. We were like, do we, do we really? And, and, and it was due the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Timing. Yeah. And we're just like, I'm not sure we want to do this. But uh, but we did, and uh, it's a it's a dungeon crawl, which is my least favorite type of adventure. Uh, so it was really a challenge to take a dungeon crawl for tier three and turn it into something that I hope will be fun and memorable for a lot of people. And it will premiere at GaryCon. So I'm super excited about that. I am very excited to see a Ben and Page version of A Dungeon Crawl. Yes, yes. A lot of puzzles. Hold on to your butts. There's a bajillion handouts. From you, I am, the hand yes, queen? Yes, I know. I have, I have a reputation for being the hyena queen of too many handouts, and it, I have certainly earned it with 917. Uh, Look Looking into 2020, I have, uh, well, oh, so there's one more thing in 2019. I wrote something in 2019, and I can't tell you what it is, but it should be coming out this year, and I'm super excited. So I'm just going to kind of leave that vague booking in there. I'm um, very excited, too. 
yes. Uh, you, you like you'll hear you'll hear hear the screams when it when it comes out. Uh, looking forward to 2020. Uh, one of the first projects that Ben and I have scheduled is we're going to be working with a group uh, that is writing a updated fifth edition guide to Neverwinter, and uh, they're looking for people to put short adventures into that. So looking Ooh. looking forward to that. Yeah, I like Neverwinter. Are they It'd still be- looking for people to write Neverwinter things? I love Neverwinter. You know, I don't know, but I will look into it. Yeah. Not that I need to add things to my plate, but... You know, you might as well, right? Why not? In for a dime, in for a dollar. Yep. Uh, and as far as conventions, this was uh, sort of Ben's and I, Ben's and my swan song at DragonCon. We have been the organizers for three years, pretty much, four years, pretty much. And uh, that is a job of work. Five years. You're right. Five years. We're we're five years into a three year mission. Is the problem? Uh, and it's just it's a job of work, and we were ready to let it go after three years. And uh, I think we've got some good replacements trained, and uh, we are honestly considering going out of the country for DragonCon next year, just not even going. It is actually a wonderful team in place. I just the uh, welcome to the team intro first call whatever whatever it was Sean wanted to call it. It had a long name. Yeah. But I'm super excited about everyone. Yeah, yeah, I think they're ah. gonna do a great job. But I still will be running Ben and I still will be running smaller cons, uh, like my beloved Secret Mission Con, which will be the next to last weekend in January. They're much smaller. It's only thirteen tables a slot. It's only 100, 120 people, and uh, they're they're just adorable. They're real friendly. Like you, you get a chance to kind of meet everyone there, and it's a good chance to make friends. It's very cozy. It's very cozy. It's very cozy, and it was called Secret Mission Con because in the first years of Adventures League, there were secret missions for the various factions, which is why we called it Secret Mission Con. But there haven't been secret missions for quite a while yet. So, so we, we were thinking about changing the name and what we were going to change it to. Really didn't know. But we found a way to put secret missions back into the convention this year. I was a fan of Big Chicken Con. I know Mark did that once. But. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a, uh, a huge KFC in the area called the Big Chicken because it has a big mechanical chicken. It's sort of a North Atlanta landmark. So, But yeah, uh, it will still be Secret Mission Con. We have Secret Missions again, and I'm super looking forward to it. I am excited, too. I know what it is, and I can't tell anyone, and I really want to, but I'm not going to. It'll be all over Twitter. Yes. I won't be able to listen. So, other highlights of 2019. We went to hell. Oh, yeah. I went to hell, too. We all went to hell. Yes. Glorious. We went to Hell, Michigan. Not as warm as I expected. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, Alan Patrick put on a, a Descent into Avernus launch event for East Coast folks in Hell, Michigan at the uh, Hell, Michigan Motorcycle Club, which is a uh, Harley Davidson motorcycle club. And it was hilarious. There were a lot of people in costume and having fun and super uh, ebullient about D&D and the guys behind the bar who are used to serving a very different crowd were looking at us and they just, like, they did not know what to make of us. They but were all 
so nice and so They were super nice, but a little confused. so kind of them to open up their their venue to us. It's a private club, so I just had so much fun. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. And I got to terrorize. I got to terrorize people all weekend. I was a DM. I don't. Yes. It's great. It was, it was great. It was great. Uh, hopefully he will do something, uh, like that next year, but it was, it was really a lot of fun. Uh, other projects for 2019. So I, I ran my very first streaming game online. I, I think two people watched it, but you know, I that everybody like started. five minutes of it and then I had to go. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So uh, Level Up Dice, which is a dice company that I have some friends that work for, was had a booth at DreamHack, which is a big video game convention in Atlanta. But uh, obviously, video games are a fertile market to cross-sell to. And so uh, they had me running a streaming game online there, which was pretty cool. It's kind of a different... It's definitely a different shtick than running a game just to run a game. Yeah, to you know, put those voice acting skills to use. You've been doing another game too that's uh, streamed or podcast. Podcast, yes, I am the DM of the Feats and Fables podcast. We are uh, we we have shows recorded up through our first year. We've played Waterdeep Dragon Heist and are fixing to launch into some homebrew and I'm super excited about the homebrew part. I have pages and pages of notes and I've planned it all out and they're going to go fight this and they're going to fight that and then at the end there's going to be a blah! So, uh, so the Beats and Fables has been a lot of fun. And uh, the other new thing that I just did, so I have not played, I did not play all of the prior Eberron campaign. But we're running all of the Oracle of War games at Secret Mission Con in a couple of weeks. So we had the DMs over at the house all weekend, like literally Friday night, all day Saturday, and a couple slots Sunday, uh, running the five published Eberron, or the five existent Oracle of War Eberron games thus far. And they were so much fun. It was sort of... um, they're very nearly Western in feel. It's almost kind of like Deadwood with a little firefly sprinkled on top with a, a brief detour into The Walking Dead. I, uh, yeah, no, that that is a pretty accurate representation of what they were. I played several of them at GameholeCon when they premiered and absolutely loved them, especially the epic, which was quite epic. It was it was quite epic. It was quite epic. Sean and Will have done a wonderful job with that campaign. Yes. Yeah, no, I really dig it. I you know, I, I played a fair chunk of Eberron in third edition, kinda missed it in fourth, and hadn't really engaged with it in fifth. Uh, but I really enjoy those adventures and so I'm super looking forward to more of the Oracle of War adventures coming out. Yeah, no, same. Super excited for that, super excited for even more Eberron stuff. I dove into Eberron research, so I am going to find more Eberron projects to put this newfound knowledge to. So, yes. 
So, so we've got a lot of interesting stuff to look forward into 2020. So we have the uh, Critical Role book, Explorer's Guide to Wildemount, which I think was a surprise to a lot of folks. Yeah, definitely a surprise. There have been a lot of mixed reactions, but I think it's going to go over very well. Uh, Critical Role is an absolutely huge, enormous hit. Anybody who followed that Kickstarter knows that like, yep, the yep. critters are willing to plop down that money. And actually, it's already been proven. It's number one on Amazon right now already. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. A bunch of my friends contributed to it. Uh, James and Picasso, uh, uh, Joey, and... Oh, goodness. Like, a, a, a fair number of the Guild Depths actually contributed to it, and I'm super excited to get a copy for myself to help, um, you know, support them. I'm going to go to my friendly local game store and just buy one single book. I swear. <laughs> Good luck with that. May the force be with you. Um, but yeah, so excited for that. And then they are going to have a couple more launches throughout the year. Um, I already know what those are, so I already know that everyone is going to be super stoked for those. Um, can't can't wait. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to produce new content to go along with them all. And I'm just looking forward so much to what 2020 has to offer us. We've done so much in 2019, and it's only going to be better, right? Only going to be better. Like, there's so many neat things coming up. Like, the what's blowing up today is the the Hero Forge color Kickstarter hit just hit a million bucks, and uh, there's there's just going to be a wild year in D anD D. Wild year. Yeah, new new things, innovation, things that we probably didn't even think of that we're going to end up loving, and I am just absolutely stoked for it. Um, well, and we're going to cover it all. Yes. On the D&D Roundtable. We're going to cover it all. We will be here with you in 2020. Um, hopefully a lot more than we were in 2019. Paige and I have uh, big plans to really just talk about all of these things that are coming up. They're very exciting. We're, we're happy to be involved with so many of them and so fortunate. And can't wait to share all of it with you. So we'll be seeing you soon on the D&D Roundtable. Absolutely. Um, before we go, though, don't forget um, how to contact us. You can find me on Twitter at Jenny Loveday. You can find me on Facebook at Jenny Loveday. And you can find me on Instagram where I've finally connected and corrected it to Jenny Loveday. You can also go oh, to my nice. website, JennyLoveday.com. Uh, Paige, where are you at? So you can find me on Twitter at Paige Lightman or at Feeds and Fables. Uh, you can also find my thoughts and all my contact information on the website, which is benandpagewrite.com. Yeah. Uh, you can find the Roundtable on Twitter. It's D, the letter N, D, Roundtable. You can find it on Facebook, same thing. Or you can always shoot us an email to dndroundtable at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, leave a review on Facebook, iTunes, wherever you find your podcast. We appreciate your support and feedback, and we're so happy to be back here recording with you. Thank you all so much for your continued support. I think that's it for this episode, right, Paige? I think that's it. All right, until next time, everybody. 